weeknight, 6 to 8, right here on ESPN 1000. If you want to join the conversation, you can call us at 312-332-3776. Last night, the Kansas City Chiefs, they win Super Bowl 57, 38-35. Patrick Mahomes wins another MVP for the Super Bowl after a weekend where he wins his second MVP for the season overall. A fantastic game by the Chiefs where they were down for most of the first half. They come back in the second half. And it was Mahomes and the offense scoring 24 points in the second half, 17 points in the fourth quarter to lead the Chiefs back from behind. Philadelphia played a great game until they got to the very end. Jalen Hurts was really uh, really good last night, but it was just the Chiefs defense making enough stops in the fourth to allow Mahomes and that offense to pull ahead and to win the game 38-35 last night. I don't even know if it was about the... Chiefs making enough stops on defense, right? I think it was that offensive line that had heard for two weeks about this defense coming in with a record number of sacks and how they were, you know, it's going to be on them to take care of Mahomes and how they weren't going to be able to do it and how all these Eagles defenders were going to eat the entire night on Patrick Mahomes and get through these guys. They didn't allow a single hurry. They didn't allow a single sack. They played out of their minds. In fact, on 48% of Patrick Mahomes' throws of his dropbacks resulted in a first down. Like, that was just... I know they only had... Like, think about it. They had a third less of the time of possession at the end of the first half, and it was still a close game. Like, when... And then you come back out in the second half, you score, you... And then the rest is history, obviously. We know what happened. But to me, yes... The Eagles def- or the, the Kansas City defense came out and did make, make some stops. I get that. But that offensive line, those guys up in front, and we've talked about it, how with the Bears and everything like that, and how, yeah, they're not great, but you can make it work. They made it work. They absolutely made it work. A lot had to do with Andy Reid's play calling and getting the ball out fast, everything like that. But that unit, to me, was the MVP. Like, if they would have just been like, no, the offensive line is the MVP, fine. Because what allowed Patrick Mahomes to play like that was that offensive line that heard all the crap all week and shut down that Eagles defense. Here's why I say uh, the way I start by saying that this defense, the the Chiefs defense, did enough in the second half to allow the offense to kind of lead the way. It's because of the fact that Philadelphia only had three legitimate possessions in the second half. I'm not counting the, the final play of the game, no. which would have been their, their fourth possession. In the second half, the Eagles had three possessions. One of them was a 17-play drive for 60 yards that ended in a field goal. I'm marking that as a win for the Chiefs' defense because they forced the Eagles after 17 plays to kick a field goal. The next possession was a forced punt, three and out, The Chiefs forced the ball back after scoring a touchdown, taking the lead 28-27. The Eagles immediately punt the ball back at the start of the fourth quarter. And what happens on that next possession for Kansas City? Three plays later, five yards touchdown because of the kick return punt that went all the way down to, what, the five-yard line? So it it was the defense setting up the offense and Mm -hmm. the offense taking advantage and then a little sprinkle of special teams in there for Kansas City and and. Boom. There you go. That's that's how Kansas City won the football game. And I I think that's where we we start this conversation tonight. And we talk about uh, the game overall. It was fantastic. And I enjoyed it thoroughly. And I thought that when we look at Patrick Mahomes and what he has put together here in the first five seasons of his career, 
it's something we've never seen as sports fans before. When we when we look at football in this country, it's our favorite sport. We've never seen a quarterback play to the caliber that Patrick Mahomes has played to in his first five seasons. Now, last Monday night here on the show, and we we were promoting uh, teams getting to the Super Bowl and looking ahead at at, the, at last night's game, and I I asked the question, you know. Is Patrick Mahomes the best we've seen through five years? And and I dug through some of the research. You know, you look at Aaron Rodgers, uh, Peyton Manning, Brett Favre, John Elway, Dan Marino. Some of those individuals have the passing stats that are close to what Mahomes has done. Some of those individuals have the MVPs, like Brett Favre. He won two MVPs in his first five seasons. Uh, when you look at the Super Bowl wins, there's not many... Uh, who have that claim in his first two seasons. You know, John Elway played in two. He didn't mm-hmm. win two in his first five seasons. Patrick Mahomes, his first five seasons in the National Football League, has 192 touchdown passes, 49 interceptions. He has two MVPs. He has two Super Bowl MVPs. He has won two Super Bowls. He has played in three Super Bowls and has a record in the regular season, 63-16. and 16. Now, the one name I've yet to mention when it comes to quarterbacks is Tom Brady. And Tom Brady, through his first five seasons as a quarterback, as a starting quarterback, through 123 touchdowns, Mahomes has him in that category. 66 interceptions, Mahomes has him in that category. Uh, Brady had no MVPs in his first five seasons. He did win three Super Bowls, though. So if you want to give the credit to the the ring collector uh, and say that Brady was better, you know, unfortunately, when you look at the record of the Patriots in Brady's first five seasons, they went 58 and 20. Mahomes and Andy Reid, this Chiefs team, the, the first five years of Mahomes as a starter, 63 and 16 and two Super Bowl championships. To this point, there is nobody we've seen play quarterback to the level that Mahomes has played in his first five seasons. That's that's where it is. Now, how it happens into the future and whether or not he could chase down Brady for the amount of Super Bowl wins, uh, the longevity of a career, to this point, we have never seen a quarterback play five seasons of football better than the, what we've seen from Patrick Mahomes. No, and I think that also to add to those numbers is that still because the Super Bowl is a neutral site game, and I said it a bunch last week as we were previewing this game. He's never played a road playoff game. And if you think about it, too, like how many times have we said, man, this Kansas City defense, whew, watch out for him. Never. It's always, well, can they stop anybody? Like they went in yesterday with the 17th ranked defense. I just looked it up, their final 2022 DVOA rankings, 17th then too. So like they've he's been dealing with middle of the road defenses from like he's got good players. Don't get me wrong. Like there's playmakers. Like Chris Jones is awesome. They've got good playmakers on that defense and they played well yesterday. But this has been mostly him. Like not, all the wins having 12 plus wins in every single season going to three Super Bowl appearances now and winning two of them. Yeah, it's a team game, but they've had to put up a bunch of points in order to win those games and to be present in those games. And that's because of Patrick Mahomes and not because of the defense and stuff like that. Like That's because you can go out there with him at the end of the game and know that you're down two scores and just be like, okay, that's fine. We'll make it up. Well, it seems so easy. Yeah. And I think that's also where you give the credit to Andy Reid. And we have seen Andy Reid throughout his career 
uh, scheme up offenses that score points with ease. Uh, whether it be Donovan McNabb, Alex Smith, and now Patrick Mahomes, you see Andy Reid, what he did with Philadelphia in all those years in the NFC, the ability to get to Super Bowls and then to win his division and to always have just a leg up when it comes to schematics offensively, especially when you have time to prepare. And that's where I, I as the game flowed yesterday, and we discussed it all week last week here on ESPN 1000, the game kind of played out to how we expected the game script to play out. We expected the Eagles to have a lead early. And, and in the first quarter, it was back and forth. Both teams were scoring points. But he did teeter to a uh, direction where it was possible for Philly to open this thing up, right? And what did Kansas City do? They took, a, they took advantage of the double possession at the end of the half and mm-hmm. the, start of the, first, uh, the start of the second half. They didn't, they didn't exactly uh, succeed the way they hoped. As far as at the end of the quarter, because they punted and then Philly came down and kicked a field goal. But that was a good stop to stop them at a field goal. The defense didn't allow a touchdown in that touchdown there. If there was a touchdown in that spot, then it would have felt like this is going to be a blowout, right? Then it would have been 28-14, two scores. This might be too much. It was exactly what happened in the NFC Championship game against where it was like, this is a game, and then Philly scored two touchdowns before halftime, and you're like, oh, no, that's it. And it it. opens it up. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And and so, you know, the the fact that Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid were able to come out of halftime and immediately score a touchdown, and then the defense goes out and – Philly has the ball for an eternity, seven minutes, almost eight minutes of game time. And they talked about it on the broadcast that what Andy Reid and Mahomes were off the field for like an hour yeah, in between possessions and halftime and all this stuff. And, and just the lack of plays that the, the, the chiefs were running compared to what the Eagles were doing. And the Eagles kept using that sneak play with the quarterback and being able to just move the pile to, to get first downs and to move the chains. It, it was impressive that Kansas City still uh, stayed even, steady, and there was no panic. And they, they knew that they were able to chip away, and they were going to be there in the end. And clearly, uh, they were the better team yesterday, even though for the majority of it, it looked like Philly had the leg up. Well, I, I think the difference was in the... NFC Championship game, the Eagles were taking a lot of shots downfield, and they're like, eventually one of these is going to hit. Like, we're not worried about the 49ers scoring. We can stop them. They don't have a quarterback. Their their backup, backup, backup is in, and like, we're going to take shots downfield, and eventually we'll connect and they'll be fine. That seemed to be like the same game plan that they were running in the second quarter, in the second half of the game. The problem is the Chiefs kept on scoring. Like, yes, Patrick Mahomes was phenomenal. I'm not trying to take anything away from him, but Andy Reid outcoached Nick Sirianni in the second half. Those wide open plays to Kadarius Tony and to Sky Moore at the end of those two yeah. touchdowns where they're wide, like wide literally open. to the wide same. Open. One was on the right side of the field, one was on the left side of the field, and they were both wide open. That's not Patrick Mahomes. That's Andy Reid scheming guys open. That's the enemy scheming guys open and saying, hey, they're going to make a mistake and we're going to fake a guy inside and then have him cut outside and that's what's going to win the game. Anybody makes that throw. Patrick Mahomes, you, me, anybody makes eh, that throw. We've seen some quarterbacks in this town that can't yeah, make that may- throw. Yeah, maybe not. But my point <laughs> is that that's not a Patrick Mahomes, like, that's not some crazy throw. Yeah, like, no. yes, to get down the field to that point, sure. 
yes, he does make the couple throws to Kelsey that are out of this world. He does go on the long run after having the quote-unquote high ankle sprain that we meant, uh, whatever. He's a high ankle sprain where he runs down the field 30 yards and extends the play and basically just sets up the game-winning field goal there. Like, yes, I get that. But those that's Andy Reid. Like, that's why he is one of the best, if not the best coach in the NFL right now. Like, if I, like, I, like, Bill Belichick's great, but if I had to go with one coach right now for a game, Andy Reid's going to be my guy. The Torchers are pointing out something that we have yet to talk about from last night's Super Bowl. We'll address it next. Black and Abdallah on ESPN Chicago, Chicago's home for sports. Black and Abdallah are back on Chicago's home for sports. ESPN Chicago. You can watch the show tonight on Twitch, ESPN 1000 Chicago. It's Black and Abdallah, weeknight 6-8 right here on ESPN 1000. The Twitch chat is saying we missed a play, a game-changing play. The fumble from Jalen Hurts, Nick Bolton recovers, uh, takes it all the way in for score. It was the uh, fumble touchdown after six plays from the Eagles for 11 yards. It tied the score 14-14, and the, the Twitch chat isn't, wrong they're they're right on this i mean at that point in the game kansas city just gave up the football after a three and out they punted they were down seven 14 7 philly philly's driving they have an opportunity here to then go up by a score and to not have it be even and really take all of the momentum of the first half and then jalen hurts fumbles touchdown the other way tied ball game 14 14 my only issue with that is is that they went up 10 points right after that like right after that they went on a seven minute drive and scored a touchdown and then forced uh and then got the ball back and then scored a field goal at the end of the the half so they went up 10 now if the second one the fumble uh the i made a football move i didn't really make a football move fumble touchdown didn't don't uh you won your bet well, no, no. Well, yeah, I, I was successful yesterday. I had Kansas City uh, minus don't uh, plus the point. Then and don't half. Uh. But uh, what's annoying is we. It, the, what's annoying is all we care about in this country is football. It's the one thing yeah. we can all agree upon. But not we can't agree upon what's a catch. Yeah, and and even when there's a catch with two feet down and possession, still not good enough. Yeah, I heard last night in the broadcast that not only do you need two feet down and possession, you also have to make a football move, have a third foot down, third and foot, also yeah. have time your on your side. Leg. Like it's some Christopher Nolan movie where you have to have time a ticking can, away. They can show that a dude allow can, you to get a catch. A dude catches it on his I helmet mean, and makes like a half a step out, and you're like, yep, okay. Yeah, and then you, it's, you're trying to, to get going here. You're like, hold on. One, two, possession, pop, ball comes out. Not good enough because he didn't have time. He didn't have a third foot down. He didn't have a football thought. Here's Apparently, you have to have the thought now in, in all of this as well. It's ridiculous. I'm it not, was a catch and fumble. I'm not one that's like, oh, we need, rule, we need rule changes. We need rule changes. But to me, there's something very simple that we can do here because I don't like the fact that they can take four to five minutes and Zabruder film a catch and still be sitting there while we're watching at home. 
there should be a time limit on reviews. If you can't determine it in 90 seconds, the play stands. I thought there, there is. There's I think a, there is. There was supposed to be, but it's never enforced. Well, Do you know, know how long 90 seconds is? I'll tell you how long 90 seconds is from now. When, when I talk, when I tell you when 90, from when I started, I'll tell you when 90 seconds has been. I, I know how long it is. It's forever. Yes, I'm My aware. Is, if, it t- if it takes longer. I don't longer, need the exercise. I understand. If it takes longer than 90 seconds, sorry, the cameras go off. The little replay booth shuts down. Call stands because this is so stupid. Well, and like I, I, I understand in the um, flow of a game, you can't go back. Like this is why soccer, you can do it because in soccer they continue on the play. Yeah, and while they check, they can, hockey, they can stop and yeah. say, "Okay, go. We're gonna give you a, a penalty kick, or we're gonna do this, that, and the other." You can't do that in a possession type game mm-hmm. where, like football or basketball, even where each and every possession matters so much to the yeah. to the end uh, result but like you're right in i there's a part of me that's annoyed with it because we go to the nfc championship game and the the Devonte smith catch that wasn't a catch one minute that that kind of played out again last night and it's one of those things where we all grow up trying to figure out what a catch is and and players will make plays, and you'll be like, he totally caught it, and then he'll hit the ground, and after he rolls a third time, the ball gently scrapes a, a blade of grass. So like, mm-hmm. no, sorry, there, there was intention of the ball thinking it may touch the ground, therefore not a catch. I find it annoying. I Absolutely. really do. Or you're just 90 waiting. seconds. Yeah, okay, no. so from when I said now to right now, it's been 90. That's my point. Yeah. If you're looking at a screen like this, and it takes you more than that Try to determine. Try sitting in the stadium waiting when you're just standing there. That's my point. Screen goes black, play stands. Sorry. Because that means you can't determine. There's not enough. If it takes you that long, there's not enough evidence. We, we don't have this problem in college football. Nope. Right, it, they go to they go to the sky judge targeting not targeting. Cool, go like, back to playing. Like, can we go back to the idea that just two feet, right, two feet in possession, and then That's be it. done with it, right? But what's the, possession? The tackle and the way you fall, and then maybe there was a hip thrust, and the ball maybe gently but possession grazed. is ten nine tenths of the law or something like that, isn't it? Joe on two ninety four, you're on ESPN one thousand of blocking Abdallah. What's up? Uh, hey, what's going on, guys? So I heard someone talking about this earlier, and I thought it was a great idea. So either convert the, I mean, I could care less which one they do, but take the NFL rules and make them the same as college rules or take, implement both rules and find a way to find a happy medium so that these guys, as young referees, they're, it's like a journeyman program. They're learning on-the-job training. So if they ever do become an NFL ref, everything is the same. It doesn't change and it's the same for the players. Because, I, I mean, I was talking to the guy that picked up the phone um, when I first called. And, like, especially for some of these DBs and some of these wide receivers, it's got to be really hard to adjust to, from going to a one-foot inbounds then to, to have two-feet inbounds. And then for the DBs, I mean, even, like, some of the hitting things. I mean, you guys, you guys brought it up already, but <laughs> it was, I, just think, I just think it would be um, uh, a step in the right direction, at least. To get everyone on the same page. Yeah, no, no mm-hmm. doubt, Joe. And I think that's what's confusing and frustrating as well. I the thing that frustrates me the most is when you see it and you know that it's it happened, and then they come in with the the booth review saying that that's not what you saw. We saw a running back catch the football cleanly yeah. and get his lights 
knocked out and get popped and the yeah. ball goes popping out, that's a fumble. But I don't that's think... That's a fumble. It is. That, no, no, that's what I get it is. that. But I also don't think I don't think need replay they, for that. I don't think that it, it... To me, it didn't affect my enjoyment of the game. You saw Patrick Mahomes prove why he's the MVP and prove why he's one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. You saw one of the new faces in the NFL in Jalen Hurts cement himself as one of the best QBs in the NFL. Yeah, did the officiating suck? Did the field suck? Fine. But you saw a great football game, and I don't think the officiating deterred from my enjoyment of the game. I enjoyed the game, but it's every week. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's awful. We we could go to the NFC Championship game, Smith's catch that wasn't a catch, but they rushed up, so they got the catch. Okay, there's one. We could go to the week before, divisional round. But the problem is... We go to uh, Cincinnati and Buffalo, uh, tight end for the Bengals, catching the back of the end zone, possession both feet in, yeah. hits the ground, rolls over, and on the ground, a defender knocks the football out of his hand, and they say, oh, loss of possession, no catch. He's out of bounds! But how about this? This it's also every week, Abdallah. This comes the same week that Roger Goodell says that the officiating well, is the best idiot. it's ever been. He's an idiot. It's the he's, best it's ever been. He's lying to you. The best it's ever you been. You know he's lying to yeah, you. Yeah, but you don't have to lie. You could just say, yeah, we see, people's con- we see people's concern. We understand the concern with more and more gambling being placed into the into uh, the framework of America. And what we're going to do is we're going to take a look at everything like we do at the end of every offseason. Why do I need to be PR for these people? Uh, James Bradbury, are you okay with the uh, flag called at the end? The defensive holding penalty? I am. I'm actually, and, and it's not because I had money on the, the Chiefs, because it was obvious that they were going to win that game. They were going to win a game By the before. time that they got down there, they, they were, were going to win the football game. They were going to win before that hole, because yeah. they're not, you're not missing that field goal. Well, I know he doinked it. one earlier, but still. But if, if the, the clock plays out differently, yeah. they run for a touch. They yes. go for a touchdown, yes. and then you have to yes. try and come down the other end. They were going to win regardless. Here's I, my thing. I don't care if you're calling it, but call it the whole game. I'm fine with that. Call it even, because they weren't. They were holding. There weren't holding calls earlier, and you were making holding calls towards the end of the game that you weren't calling earlier in the game. Just be consistent, because if you, because I feel like Greg Olson would have said the same thing, because he was very adamant that it wasn't a hold when it happened. I feel like if you'd called it earlier in the game and you were calling the game consistently, that's fine. It's just like in any other sport. If you're calling that pitch a strike the entire game then why in the ninth inning is it a ball like if you're calling a a foul if you're letting them play rough in the nba and you're letting them play rougher than they should be then don't call uh something late in the game call be consistent for the entire football game that's all i ask to me anytime you get a a hand grab slash hip turn they're always going to call the penalty yeah Like, like that's where i understand when uh who is it? Juju Smith-Schuster. Mm-hmm. As he started to break away, there was like a light tug on the back of the left side yeah. of the jersey. That, to me, isn't what gets you. It's the, it's the when, arm when around. When you have the arm around yeah. and it grabs the hip yeah. and it prevents you from turning yeah. and spinning, that almost every single time you're going to get a flag on that. So and, and so I don't know. Like Eagles fans, I would imagine, are very upset that James Bradbury gets called for the flag there because may or may not have been called throughout the game. But in that spot, unfortunately, it got called. The Chiefs would have won that game regardless. And also, as I've said many times before, don't put yourself in a position to lose a game by a field goal. Simple as that. Stop. Well, make some stops. If you make some stops in the third and fourth quarter, you're not in that position. Black and Abdallah, we're talking Super Bowl with you. This is Black and Abdallah on ESPN Chicago, Chicago's home for sports. You're listening to Black and Abdallah. 
on Chicago's Home for Sports. ESPN Chicago. Listen to us now, live on the ESPN Chicago app. If you want to join the conversation, you can call us at 312-332-3776. We'll continue talking about the Super Bowl last night. You know, if you missed it earlier today on Carmen and Yurko, right at noon, they had a big announcement, Abdallah. How about this? We have our 25th anniversary celebration. It's going to be the biggest party of the year. Guests from ESPN 1000's 25-year history will be in attendance Sorry, Black and Abdallah will be there as well. We'll be hanging out. You do not want to miss this one. Tickets will sell out fast. Mm-hmm. Friday, March 24th. Doors open at 11 a.m. The live show goes from noon until 6 p.m. Where? The House of Blues Dang. in downtown Chicago. How cool is that? Uh, you can purchase tickets at LiveNation.com. Search ESPN Chicago. 21-plus event with a valid ID is required. Our 25th anniversary celebration ton of uh, former names and faces that you remember, uh, people you remember hearing here on ESPN 1000. And how about this? During Carmen and Yurko, Abdallah. We're getting a reunion of the Matt Yurko Harry Show. How about that? I can't wait because, Chris, it was the show that got me started here. We both interned for that show. Uh, I wouldn't be sitting in this chair with you right now if it wasn't for Mac, Yurko, and Harry uh, and starting out with them. I mean, it's literally how I got my internship was yeah. listening to them and them saying they needed an intern and then I applied and got it. Um, but it, it's going to be great. Uh, also, selfishly, being as many shows as I've seen on the, on the House of Blues, yeah. uh, to be on that stage is going to be awesome. It'll be really uh, cool. So, yeah, it's going to be a fun party. We're all going to be there. If you've been listening to this station for a long time, some of your favorite uh, past hosts, updates, anchors, uh, a ton of people are going to be at this thing. It's going to be a party. Make sure you get your tickets fast. It's going to be so much. I can't wait. It's going to be so much fun. I'm excited. Yeah, and, and like uh, you said it well, we both interned for Mac, Yurko, Harry, so the, re- the reunion of it will be fantastic. We work with Yurko every day. Yeah. It'll be great to see Mac and Harry. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, you know, and, and not only did we get to intern for it, like many of you listening tonight, both of Dahl and I were huge P1 oh, yeah. super fans of ESPN 1000 before we even worked here, before we were interns, uh, before any of it. Yeah. we I listen to this station each and every day. Now we get to be on this station each and every day. It's something that we really enjoy doing, and uh, it will be cool. It will be a great event, the 25th anniversary celebration, 25 years Man. of ESPN 1000, Friday, March 24th. From 12 to 6 at the House of Blues, you can purchase your tickets at LiveNation.com. Search ESPN Chicago 21-plus event with a valid ID. So it should be really cool. Uh, March 24th, Friday, March 24th for our 25th anniversary party. Get your tickets. It's gonna be a, it's gonna be so much fun. It's a day. It's a daytime, so technically it's gonna be a darty. Oh, it's gonna be great. It's gonna be awesome. It's gonna be fantastic. <laughs> we were watching the Super Bowl last night. The halftime show was great.
Fantastic last night mm-hmm. in her performance. Uh, reviews from the halftime show. I enjoyed that one person was out there performing for the entire event. I don't need a features situation. I like Rihanna featuring Rihanna. I like that she's the one that just took over the entire halftime show. Mm-hmm. I'm cool with that. I don't need, here's Rihanna featuring this group and that group and this person and that person. I, I like one singular person for the halftime show. I, I enjoyed it. I thought she did a great job. And obviously, uh, she, her rep uh, said after the performance, she's pregnant with her second child. So Shut give up. her even more credit for going up there on that, that lift up in the, the air in the stadium. That's crazy. Wouldn't be me. Uh, yeah, I thought it was awesome. I agree with you because, like, Who's she bringing on? There's one guy that she's not allowed to bring on. Uh, and uh, there's one guy who was there that doesn't do those kind of things. Like, Jay-Z doesn't do that stuff. You know what I mean? Like, he's he's be- like he didn't do the Grammy thing with the, the, the 50 years of hip-hop. Like, he didn't do any of that stuff. He did... He came. He did his own song. He did a DJ Khaled song where he rapped for like four minutes, but that's fine. I would say that she did a great. And like the weekend didn't have anybody when he did his own thing. He was running through the tunnel and then he was on the field with like a hundred people. Yeah, it was and great. Yeah, it was. I thought it was fine. She's got enough. She had. She played twelve songs. I saw the the people like put it out like they did like the back side of like an album of sure. what, what it would look like. Everyone was a banger. There was not one song where I'm like, what's this song? No new songs. Just bangers. And trust me, she's got more bangers. And that's what it was. It was just 12. It was 13 minutes of 12 different bangers. It was great. I thought it was awesome. I thought it looked cool. And then people were like, oh, she's not dancing. It's like, yeah, she's pregnant. She's pregnant. Well, and and so I I would assume most people at their Super Bowl parties, like that was the conversation as the halftime show was going on, right? I'm sure everyone was in their different parties being like, wait. Does, is that do people know and then like the you know i'm a i'm a guy so i'm not supposed to even ask or think about it so I'm, I'm waiting for my wife to mm-hmm. to notice because i mm-hmm. was like yeah she's not really dancing you know what i mean because she was like walking right like yeah. you know in all the well the she's settings. just like slowly moving yeah, and, and like, like walking something's, uh, and yeah. there's something else here that, yeah. that people are going to be talking about and she's like are do you do you want me to say it do you think she's pregnant i was like oh good Good. Oh, she okay. So the way she had her, the way her costume was, and when she turned to the side, I was sitting next to my wife on the couch, and I go, "She's pregnant again." Yeah, because you could I just know. Because I, I knew before I said it though. I looked it up. When did she have her baby? 
She had it in May. It was in May. Yeah. So, yeah, she it was had the a most baby. Googled thing because exactly. the other conversation like, was like, did didn't she just, just have a baby? <laughs> so she had a baby in May, and now you're like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, I get it. And the joke then was, well, now we know why he's called ASAP Rocky. Because he, he puts a, does it quickly, as soon as possible. Like right after you're allowed to do, do that again. It's unfortunate that we have two minutes left in this segment. Because we don't have to. You I, could just hit it. I would just like to go to break. And you could. You could forget just, that that even happened. You could. Alan Portage Park. How many people do you think? How many people do you think know that it's ASAP Rocky? That that's who she's with. Yeah, I knew it. You knew it, but you are uh, you media pe- person, and what? your wife is I'm a media person. You're what does media, that mean? You're a you're a person what? of the internet, and what? your wife also knows these things. <laughs> okay. Alan Portage Park, you're on ESPN 1000. Hey, good evening, fellas. Um, I, I didn't know it was ASAP Rocky. I've heard of him. I, Thank I, you, Al. I rap- See? <laughs> I suppose he's a rapper, but I honestly don't know much about him. He is a rapper. Okay. Hey, I just wanted to say thanks, guys. Uh, you guys do a great job. Uh, you get my calls through for Carmen Yurk, and then you know, I get to listen to you guys sometimes when you're on you know, early. Uh, oh, thanks, when man. When you're sub, you know, taking, taking over for Greeny, so it's nice to hear you guys. During that time of day, thank and, you. Uh, you know, I like your takes on football. I know you guys seems like football is your favorite uh, sport. Definitely mine too, for sure. And I, I like your guys' takes on that. And I think was it last week the caller called up and was lighting you guys up about a bunch of things. Yes. <laughs> oh yeah. Like, yes. Yep. Yes. Yeah. He hasn't called yet. Tim I mean, from it's the early, south side. He could, he could call today or tomorrow. Tim from the south side. Mm-hmm. That's our that's our guy. Okay, yeah, no, you guys were good sports. You you were taking it and, and uh, letting them letting them uh, you know release. But I'll tell you, I'm, I disagree with them completely. I think you guys do a nice job. You got a youthful exuberance about you. I, I know I'm several years older than you both, but uh, yeah, I think you guys have a, a a good take on things. And you know, I I don't want to be the old man get off my lawn guy ever. So sure. I, I I never am. I I, I like get it. it. Uh, well, well, Al, it's not the first time we've dueled with Tim on the South Side. Yeah, so. we're used to it. <laughs> oh, I got it. Whether it's okay. on the air or off the air, yeah, we, we're used to it. We appreciate uh, your call, Al. That's awesome. Yeah, Thank you. Have a, have a good night, fellas. There you go. That's Al in Portage Park. Uh, there all are also reports for the amount of people that watched last night's mm-hmm. uh, Super Bowl. The Athletic has a number of 113, 113 million people Damn. watched last night's Super Bowl. Now, I think the official numbers will come out tomorrow at some point. That would mean if 113 million people watched last night, there's only one Super Bowl in history, uh, one television show in history that has received more viewership, and that would have been... Uh, the Super Bowl between the Patriots and the Seahawks, where the Patriots win at the end, where the Seahawks should have handed the ball to Marshawn Lynch. Mm-hmm. Uh, that game mm-hmm. was played, what was that, in 2015? So that was the 2014 season where yeah. the Patriots won the Super Bowl. That would be the only game to outrate last night's Super Bowl, if those numbers are correct, that we're seeing 113 million people. Well, And it was another game that came down to the last play of that game. So it was close the whole game. Like, yeah, yeah this was a 10 point game at halftime, but you know, the uh, chiefs come right out of halftime right after the Rihanna performance that, you know, if you're a casual NFL fan or you're just at your Super Bowl party to not watch the game, you're watching that. And then the chiefs score. And then it's a three point game right after that. So it was a close game through the whole thing. And I imagine that that's why it rated so well, because the last one that the highest, the next highest was a game that came down to the very last play. 
We have the song of the night coming up next. You're listening to Black and Abdallah. ESPN Chicago. It's Black and Abdallah. Follow us on the gram at Black and Abdallah and at ESPN underscore Chicago. This is Chicago's home for sports. ESPN 1000. Song of the Night coming up in just a moment. Blocking Abdallah each night around 6.50. We play for you the Song of the Night. It's a good one tonight, so we'll bring that to you in just a second. You know, we, we talk about uh, Super Bowl parties, people getting together. You have to have, like, some ideas, some prep for what you're going to do when it comes to food. Did you do anything different, anything special that you said, okay, I have to have this done? Like, I knew I needed stuff to make nachos. I love nachos. Mm-hmm. I needed to have the nacho stuff ready to go. So I went yesterday, early yesterday morning, and I had it ready for kickoff. Everything was ready to go. What, what about you? It was the first time I pre-ordered food in the morning oh. to have it delivered. Did it arrive on time? Right on time. Oh, that's perfect. 5.32. Oh, that's and great. And it was scheduled between 5.30 and 5.50. Ordered wings, breadsticks, pizza. It was just... Uh, my wife and I and our baby, so we didn't really need that much. Uh, so yeah, uh, 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 just note for note for uh, fellow Tortorichis fans, the wings are very good. Oh yeah, of course yeah. the wings are the wings, wings are great. Wings are very good. Love the wings. Mm-hmm. And, and speaking of, so uh, Jake Cantu and Charlie Bevins are producing tonight's show. Guys, did you go into uh, any uh, Super Bowl parties this weekend? Anything? We actually attended the same one. Oh, same party. Oh, oh that's nice. Now party. Was there any food? Look at you guys uh, having a best friend at work. Yeah, isn't that great? All right. (laughs) Did you guys uh, prepare any food uh, for the event? Well, uh, so Jake and his girlfriend bought the biggest charcuterie board I've ever seen in my life. Oh, charcuterie. Charcuterie board. Some meats and cheeses. Meats and cheeses. All right. A little meat flour, you know, with the salami. I don't want to know. There, I don't want to know. I don't want to hear about that. What do you mean? What? I don't want to hear. It was about on the that. board. I'm I don't want to hear that you're putting your meat flour on the board. <laughs> it was on the board. I'm just. What kind of a party was this? <laughs> it was a Super Bowl party. Okay. All right. The meat flour from Jake. Uh, Charlie, what did you bring? I brought. Uh, I brought lemon pepper wings. Wait, what? Lemon pepper wings. Lemon pepper wings. Lemon pepper wings. Yeah, yeah. lemon pepper. Well, wings, lemon pe- pepper flavored. Yeah, you made right. them though. Okay, you and you made them. Oh, that's great. Okay, uh, a bucket of wings. I like it. Well, yeah, bu- buckets probably a stretch. But <laughs> what do you mean? Well, how I, many did you bring? I I made uh twelve. <laughs> you you made twelve wings to bring to a Super Bowl party? <laughs> yeah, I didn't really. I don't really think a about it. Single serving? But <laughs> are people supposed to split the flats? What are you doing? Well, that was here? the thing. Like Jake and I just did the math. There were eight people there about. So that's like one and a quarter wing per person. <laughs> what is wrong? You got to bring at least two wings per person. <laughs> at least. Two, two, at least. I, I at thought, least. I thought two pounds sounded like a lot, but evidently no. No, I it's all bone, man. Yeah. Yeah, not, uh, bad, bad job on my end. So how long did those 12 wings last? Oh, the, the it an- took me what, so long. What was shorter, the anthem or the amount the, how long the wings lasted on the plate? Well, so I I mean, I ate probably half of them. But, okay, uh, then you ate all your own food? <laughs> I got there. They were gone. Were they good? I thought they were very good. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, Jake, you, you missed the wings. They're really good. I, I made them myself. Oh, really? What, you, how, many, not, how many did you guys eat? Oh, well, there are 12. I've done that, too. Like the, the 49ers or the Bucks uh, Chiefs Super Bowl, I ate all of them when I arrived. 
shortly Because you only brought six. Well, I brought 12 that time again. <laughs> but, yeah, I basically ate all 12. I think you have to, like, cook the rest of them. All right, minimum, minimum 24 wings next time, yeah, okay? Yeah, that minimum. Right. Noted. Minimum. 12? Don't go by pound. Go by number of wings. Who goes by pounds? <laughs> I love that. I brought 12 wings. Don't we do, don't we do 6, 12, 24, 36? Of wings. That many, sounds a lot better than 12 wings. You said eight people were there? Something like that. I think it was eight. Like, Charlie, you have to, like, at that point, you have to make sure you have at least, like, 30 wings. Yeah, I would say, th- yeah, yeah, three for each, pe- for each yeah. person. Well, then three I, wings. I was cooking, like, I have a gas oven. Like, I don't have, so you turn it on with the burner. What, wait, hold on. What other type of onion or uh, oven. oven would you have? Electric. Well, yeah, like the convection oven. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, and so it's, I it's thought harder. like wood burning or something. Oh, no, yeah, he's just yeah. an air fryer. He's doing two wings at a time yeah, in a little air fryer. It's harder to control. And so it took me like they weren't cooking as quickly as I wanted them to. So I ended up like throwing them under the broiler to speed up the process. And I think that actually made them better. Were they cooked all the way through? Yes, at least? they were. They okay. were. <laughs> he's here. He's not sick. Well, how about the rest of the party? <sighs> all right. They're hanging in there. All right. That's good. Okay. okay. All right, there you all go. Right. 12 wings from Charlie for the <laughs> Super Bowl party. That's amazing. <laughs> 12 wings for 8 people <laughs> let's get to the song of the night I wanna rock hey turn up the volume and don't touch that dial because dial? it's time for what dial there's, there's no dial on my phone yeah it's just an exp- ah, never mind. crank the volume because it's time for Black and Abdallah's song of the night yo later tonight's song De La Soul Me, Myself and I Your song of the night. Mirror, mirror on the wall. Tell me, mirror, what is wrong? Can it be my daylight clothes or is it just my daylight song? What I do ain't make believe. People say I sit and try, but when it comes to being daylight, it's just me, myself, and I. Yesterday, some tragedy. Trugoy the Dove, Plug 2, David from De La Soul passed away at the age of 54. One of the pioneers of hip-hop. De La Soul, one of the most influential voices of hip-hop. Their catalog was just recently added again to streaming services after like a long battle of trying to get it back on there. Hold on, here is one more time. Coming up in a second. And uh, he passed away at 54, and uh, he introduced, like, the Daisy era of hip-hop, where it's, like, more psychedelic, less gangster rap. Like, it's more, like, sure. it's more uplifting, like a positive message of hip-hop. Here he is. Proud, I'm proud of what I am. Poems I speak, I plug too tight. Please, oh, please let plug to be himself, not what you read, all right? Right is wrong when hype is written on the soul. They lie that. Style is surely our own thing. And from me, myself, and I. They did a lot of stuff with Tribe Called Quest. Obviously, this is a sample of Funkadelic, uh, Knee Deep. Uh, this song went to number one on rap songs and hip hop songs on Billboard. It went to number 34 on the Billboard Hot 100. Just an insanely big loss for the hip hop community uh, earlier this weekend. 
if you're a young guy, you probably recognize uh, the style from uh, Spider-Man No Way Home. Mm-hmm. A couple of those songs are featured within the film. So some young people who maybe uh, didn't listen in 1989 are aware. But yeah, absolutely. Sad loss for hip-hop fans around the world. Yeah, I mean, uh, if you know this song, The Magic Number, uh, Three Feet High and Rising is, a, is one of the best hip-hop albums of all time. Just the samples and everything that they were able to use on that. Just this era of hip-hop. Just absolutely great. So shout-out to Plug 2, Trugoy the Dove. When he was asked why his name is Trugoy the Dove, yeah. Trugoy, he simply just goes, Trugoy's yogurt spelled backwards. <laughs> That's great. Day of Soul, Me, Myself, and I. It's your song of the night. volume and don't touch that dial because it's time for what dial there's there's no dial on my phone yeah it's just an crank the volume because it's time for black and abdallah's song of the night yo we're talking super bowl with you in two minutes black and abdallah espn chicago chicago's home for sports 